last time when you were talking, it was towards the beginning. I was just, I was having the hard, hardest time not losing it. Laughing? Yes. Just thinking like, what the heck are we doing? <laughs> we're doing a podcast. I know. It's just so funny. We just put on these headphones and talk into this mic and it's like instantly we're, we're doing something that, <laughs> that's, that's, I still feel like we're, we are like acting. Acting? Yeah. Like we're, we're, <laughs> like we're podcasters or something. Like, I don't know. I, <laughs> So I'm I'm having a I'm having a hard time taking this seriously right now. Your mentality is so whacked out. You you've it's gotten you've gotten into your head. Somehow. No, I'm not in no, I, I feel like I'm out of my head looking looking at us outside <laughs> outside of my head and um, it's my outside man. So it'd be better if we didn't have headphones on? No, I don't think so. No, I, I I think what we're doing is great, and I I love it. It's a it's a wonderful experience. I just think it's it's a, it's funny to me still. So, well, I've been getting a lot of good feedback. No, me, me too. Feedback's been great. I've only heard positive feedback. Positive. So I think we just got to keep doing what we're doing. It's working. Obviously, we're getting hundreds of questions in. Intro music. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Destiny Midweek. My name is Mark Bell, and joining me is pastor of Destiny Church in San Antonio, Texas, Matt Bell. How are you? Doing great. Doing really, really good. Just spent the afternoon driving back from Kerrville. Spent a couple days up there with the family. and uh, God's country. Kerrville, Texas. Seriously, there is no better place on earth than Kerrville. We, we left right after church on Sunday and heading up there. Spent Labor Day there and, and uh, an extra day up there today, Tuesday. And... Uh, yeah, just couldn't be any better right now. Got some coffee going. Life is good. Yeah, you got a little extra Kerrville glow on you. Got that this glow, afternoon. that Kerrville glow. Yeah, you know, Moses came down off the mountain glowing because he had been in the presence of God. But when I come back from Kerrville, I've, I've usually got a glow about me. So great. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> So I was thinking, you know, we've been going up to Curve. I've been going up to Curve my whole life. You you have. Like, we've been going up there like over 30 years as a family. And uh, it's just a great place to go. I actually prayed while we were up there. I said, God, in the new heavens and new earth, can I please live in Kerrville? That That would just be awesome. Did you get an answer? No. He said he'd get back to me. Oh, so. Good. Great. Yeah. What about you, man? How are you doing? Oh, me. Oh, man, I'm doing great. I uh, 
just got back well on saturday actually got back saturday saturday where were where were you at well i don't know if you remember but you came with me to a a conference in el paso texas that's right el paso texas it was called thrive thrive conference 2019 that was really cool abundant living faith center with pastor charles neiman hosts the conference so I had a great time there. That was my first time going. You had been the previous year. Yeah. And you invited me to go with you. Yeah. Actually, Marcos Witt invited you to come. Well, he invited you to invite another person. Yeah. And the first person you invited couldn't go. Right. Yes. I invited my other brother, Michael Bell, and he couldn't get off work. And so. So how's your backup plan? Well, just going down the line. So Michael's number two, you're number three. No hard feelings there? No, none at all. I'm used to it. So yeah, we had a great time. It was awesome. The great thing was that you had a name tag that said Michael Bell the whole, I did. The whole week. I did have a name tag that said Michael Bell. And so I, I tried flipping it around a lot, but I got a lot of strange looks as I introduced myself as Mark Bell. And I could tell people were looking at my name tag just wondering what was happening. So we had a really good time at that conference and they hosted us like we were king royalty, right? They just did such a fantastic job putting that conference on. It was great. Lots of great speakers. Very inspiring. Star studded lineup of all the speakers that you heard. Who, who spoke to you the most? Who did you enjoy the most? Who did you get the most out of a lot? I mean, there's probably like 10 speakers that we heard in those three days. So you asked three different questions. Who did I enjoy the most? Who did I get the most out of? And I can't remember the, th- the first question, but it was different than those other two. <clears throat> so I don't know how to answer that because it's all over the map. But I, I received a lot of good things. I think the, the person that I enjoyed the most was Marcos Witt. Marcos Witt, yeah. And I would say I got the most out of Marcos Witt as well. Really? Yes. That's really cool. His his morning session or his night session? I think it was the combination of the two that is leading me to give that response. Okay. Fair enough. But I, he had a great, and you can hop on their website. I think it's something and find this message but he brought out a bunch of trash bags and was talking about getting rid of your baggage and giving it to Jesus. Yeah, we can we, I think we can maybe we can figure out how to post a link to that on the podcast page or notes in the or notes. something. Yeah. I keep saying we're going to do stuff in the notes, but we've we haven't. Yeah, there's just been a, a mountain, an avalanche, a flood, a torrent of questions from people saying, hey, I how know. come nothing's in the notes? We're looking in the notes. You said it's going to be there. Nothing's there. What's going on? I also noticed on the Apple page, it says season one. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, we're in season one right now. <laughs> I mean, talk about building anticipation. Right. If this is just season one, I can't wait for what season two has in store. Yeah, just we've got a real cliffhanger at the end of season one. 
A real cliffhanger. You're so anyways, he was, yeah. he, he, you know, I guess maybe I'm a visual guy, so that just sticks with me, watching him grab all these trash bags and bags of trash, saying to give it to, to Jesus. Yeah. If you really want to be used, you can't be used holding on to a bunch of stuff. So that was cool. Another guy that was wildly entertaining was Carl Lentz. Have you heard of him before this conference? I had heard I had heard of him and uh I was interested to see what he was all about. So do you now know what he's all about? I I feel like I have a better sense of that and I also really enjoyed his message as well. It was really great. He's a he's a fireball of energy yeah he 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 had some energy it seemed like someone had wound him up and set him loose i mean he just came out with a ferocity about him which was amazing all right so if you want to check that out you can check out our notes there's some other speakers it it was great wonderful time great church their volunteers just really above and beyond had a great great heart and um i really enjoyed it very inspiring yeah so that that's what that that's what i've been up to really enjoyed it had a great time sunday morning here at the church did you have a good labor day yeah had a great labor day we um went to we went went to a little shopping center walked around and um went into a toy store for about an hour just let the girls play in the toy store. They really enjoy it. You know, I'm thankful for my girls. I'm just going to brag on them a little bit. They 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 seem to be very content, which is great. We went to a toy store. They didn't they weren't really asking, "Can I have this? Can I have this?" They were just happy to look around, play with some toys. So, that's awesome. It's Got, great. Guys must be doing something right. And yeah, it's it's Carrie. But anyways, so I had had a great time. I was trying to say I had a great time Sunday morning taking communion with our Destiny Kids volunteers. Wonderful time. And as I was doing that, I was just so thankful that we have this team. And the only reason we have this team is because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so as we were taking communion, really, it was just a celebration of what Jesus has done that is that allows us to even get together on Sunday mornings to serve the children. And so I really enjoyed that. I felt like God was speaking something fresh to me in that time. So I it, it was a it was a powerful time of communion with our volunteers. So it's been great. How do you uh how do you think the message went on Sunday morning? You know, you're fresh back from a a trip, you got inspired you got all linced up. Yeah. I, I thought it was good. I thought the whole day was, was really great. <laughs> I really enjoyed. You can take that out. Take what out? The linced up. Oh, it's staying <laughs> in. This is all staying in. I'm not cutting. I'm not editing. I'm not going to do any of that. I don't got time for that. Who's got time for that? So... Yeah, the whole service was great. We had a powerful time of worship and also the Lord's Supper, taking communion together. And the message, uh, 
also enjoyed that. And then we also prayed over um, a young man in the church, Sidney Roberts, who is starting chemotherapy this week. And uh, we're just believing that God's going to totally heal him from cancer. So that's something that we as the church body could be praying about as well for Sidney Roberts. So, yeah, I felt the message was good. We were finishing up Jonah chapter one and felt it on my heart to tailor it and to make it a real evangelistic type of message and to give people opportunity at the end to respond by putting their faith in Jesus. And so we had, man, several, several people that responded to that. And so that's, that's, that's really cool. And that's really exciting. And um, I'm excited about, about those people and what the Lord has for them and their next steps walking with him. That's really great how, you know, maybe initially reading through the book of Jonah, you don't really see a great opportunity for a gospel presentation, but that's awesome that you were able to to put that in there and that the people responded. So I know you said the gospel and, and you brought that in, but really what was the the main takeaway yeah, so- for everyone this week if they weren't? there on Sunday. Sure. So the the main thing, we were in Jonah chapter 1, verses 7 through 16, and the sailors are caught in this storm because Jonah's on their boat, and they're doing everything that they can to survive. They're doing everything that they can to save themselves. They're praying to their false gods. They're praying to their idols. They're throwing their cargo overboard. Uh, they're, they're trying to figure out why they're in this storm. They're working as hard as they can. They're rowing as hard as they can to get back to shore, but they still can't save themselves. And so that's sort of the picture that I saw going through that is that there's so many people today that we are surrounded by all the time that are pursuing false gods, they're pursuing idols, and they're also trying to save themselves by their own efforts and their own good works. So I just saw that as an opportunity to to say you might be here today and in the same quote-unquote boat as the sailors who are trying to save themselves through their own efforts, but it's not going to be enough. In the end, the sailors couldn't save themselves, and in the end, we can't save ourselves either. We need God to save us. The sailors were saved by God, and we can be saved spiritually as we put our faith in God's son, Jesus. And usually what happens is the more we try to do things on our own, apart from God, we end up just making things worse. Yeah, the worse it gets. And that's how it was for the sailors too. I mean, the, the harder they tried, the worse the storm got until they, they finally did what Jonah had told them to do, which is throw me overboard. So is there anything that, got left out that you 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 didn't have time to get to or maybe you just didn't didn't feel like it was the right time or yeah there was uh if if I would have had more time or I could actually do another entire message about the fact that Jonah is so uninterested in helping these people you can just tell by his attitude the way he answers their questions that that he just is not interested in in their well-being and i think it is a big should be a big wake-up call for the church 
that we we can't be this way. We we can't be so uninterested in people that we we just go through life and see people struggling and 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 hurting and sinking and dying and drowning in life. We don't offer to them any hope at all. And and that's what Jonah was doing and and really the book has us tracking along with Jonah his perspective on all of these things so that the question that ends up being asked of him by God in chapter four, which we'll get to in a future episode, but that question is going to be asked of us. And that question is, do we care? Do we care about the people that God cares about, which is everybody? Right. Cause he was off sleeping by himself. Didn't care to socialize with them to bring himself into their world completely isolated from them. And I think a lot of times as believers, we have a tendency to do that too. We get around people that are obviously not like us, don't believe like us. Maybe we would look at them as a lost cause or maybe have a fear of, of them rubbing off on us. And so we completely isolate ourselves from them, but we could be completely missing what God has called us to do in that situation, whether it's in your workplace or wherever you're at. If, if you try to just completely shut yourself off and live your own little Jesus life, you could really be missing what God's called you to do. That's interesting that, these are the type of people that Jonah was running away from, right? Jonah didn't want to go to the Gentiles. He didn't want to go to the pagans, the heathen. Yet these are the people that God puts right in front of him and that he ends up through not even trying ministering to them. And they end up calling out to God, calling out to to the Lord, to Yahweh, turning their back on their false gods. They, it says in the end, in verse 16, I think, of chapter 1, that they, they offer sacrifices to Yahweh, to the Lord, and they make vows to him after this whole episode. So it wasn't that they were calling out to God and, and the Lord and said, we'll serve you if you save us. It was after he had saved them that they were making the vows and saying, we're going to serve you. In the end, they were converted, which, which is just amazing. And, and that's another thing that I haven't had time to go into on Sunday mornings is just the issue of God's sovereignty and how he works, even he works his plan in spite of Jonah. It's not that Jonah is so good that his plan is accomplished. It's because God is so good and he's sovereign over all of these things. And what we're, what we're seeing as the story develops is that the issue of God's sovereignty comes more and more to the forefront. And so even when the sailors are, are praying and they're about to throw Jonah overboard in chapter 1, verse 14, they say, For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. And so they're recognizing that, that the storm, them throwing Jonah overboard, that this is the plan of God, that, that God is doing what pleases him. And we're going to see that over and over and over again, this theme of, of God accomplishing his work 
through Jonah, not because of Jonah, but in spite of Jonah, and that is his sovereignty at work. Right, and so while Jonah thought perhaps he was in control, he was running from God, God was using that to bring about his perfect plan and his glory, and it was when Jonah was removed, like you were saying, once he was thrown off the boat, that's when they came to God. It wasn't Jonah speaking life into them. It wasn't Jonah witnessing to them, telling them about God. It was them getting rid of Jonah. Right. That brought them to repentance. Yeah. A lot of, uh, you know, so the, the, the picture for us today is that a lot of people in a storm, in life, in trouble, they come to God and they say, God, if you'll save me, I'll serve you. And a lot of times God delivers those people. He's, he, he saves those people from whatever that storm is, that circumstance, but then those people don't end up really serving God. That was never really in their heart. But these people are saved by God first. They're saved from the storm, and the response is that the sailors end up serving the Lord. And, and that's really a picture for what true conversion is, that God saves us, and out of that, we serve him. It's not that we serve him and then we're saved. It's that he saves us first and then we make these vows, we make this commitment and we do follow him in response to what he's done for us. That's really good. So going back to that, a lot of times what we try to do is save ourselves with our own works. Maybe we think it's what we're doing that is good that saves us but then that always falls short. And when we do it from the other end, when we serve God because of what he's done for us and because he has saved us, that's when we see the fruit and that's when the things that we do out of response to that have more fruit. Yeah. So for, for the Christians, a lot of times they hear, we hear the idea of saved by our own good works and we think, no, of course not. Like, of course we know that Jesus saves us, But a lot of times what happens, especially for those like you and me who grew up in church, we end up thinking and living and acting like our right standing before God is based on what we do and what we've done and not what Jesus has done for us. And so when we're in that place where we're living and acting and believing that our right standing before God, our relationship with God is dependent on the way we live the, the, how much we go to church, whether we tithe or not, you know, how much we're involved in this or that, then, then we're really getting into that mindset of saving ourselves. Our, our relationship with God is based on our works. And so we, we have to get out of that trap of thinking that, and we just have to live in what, um, the writer of Hebrews says that we enter into that Sabbath rest that the Sabbath was always a picture of the finished work of Christ. And we have to work in our minds to enter into that rest, that place where we can just say, I'm I'm resting in what Christ has done for me. And anything I do out of this, any works that I do out of this, they're not to earn God's favor, but they're in light of God's favor on my life. Yeah. And that's where, Last week we were talking a little bit about it, having peace in the storm, realizing that 
the storm isn't because you're not doing enough or you're not doing the right things to please God and that your right standing with God is because of what Jesus has done for you. That that just brings an, an a peace that really is is undescribable and when you have that understanding that it's not it's not up to you to get yourself close to God, but it's because of what Jesus has done for you. So that's just a great part about being a child of God, you know? Amen. Amen. So do you want to do some questions? Do we even get any this week? Oh, we got questions. Are we still calling this Destiny Midweek? Oh, yeah. Do we get any new, we did. new name suggestions? Sorry. That's right. If if you're new to Destiny Midweek, or if you're not new, either way, we're looking for a name for this podcast. You know, we had to put a name out there so that way we could have a podcast in the podcast realm, realms. So we put Destiny Midweek, but we're not 100% sold on it, or maybe like... 30% sold on it. Yeah, we're looking for something that's really sharp, really punchy, really snazzy that'll will, you know, will just get people's Right. When you attention. see it, it's like got to listen. I got to listen to gotta this. Got to tune in. So we got four new name suggestions. Okay, I'm ready to hear them. The first one. And and you have not seen any of these. Affirmative. The babbling bells. Pass. Okay. <laughs> the next one, uh, the next two actually come from my daughters. Thank you for that submission, by the way, whoever sent that in. It's, it's, it's okay, but. You know, this podcast is for all ages. I think anyone can get, get something out of this. I think everyone will get something out of this. And so as my daughters were listening to episode zero. They had some podcast names that I forgot to bring up. And so and how, they, how old are your daughters for the listening audience? So Ruthie is five. Elsie is four. And Twyla is one and a half. Ruthie suggested Destiny Brothers. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Like it. And Elsie suggested Brothers Bible Stories. So that's their suggestions. I told them we probably won't go with either of those because I'd be picking one over the other and I can't have favorites. That would that would not be good. So we got one more. All right. This one I, I like it because it it they all all the names in this name, all the words in this name start with the same letter, which always helps, you know, for that grab. Yeah, for sure. So this, they all start with the letter D. It's like a quadruple D coming at you. Alliteration. Love it. Destiny Dudes Deep Dive. That's four Ds, not a triple. I said quadruple. Oh, you did? I think which would triple. be four. Sorry, my bad. I should listen better. That's okay. Say it again. Destiny Dudes Deep Dive. I'm not. I'm not sold on the dudes. Yeah, I don't. That's what. That's what I was thinking too. I'm not really like the dude, dude talk. You know, like when I think of a dude, I think of like John Wayne. You know, sure. Like, hey, dude. I just. Yeah, I mean, we live in Texas. We do. 
The greatest state in the world. It is. But I don't I don't own a pair of cowboy boots or a cowboy hat. So I I do have some chaps though. Sounds like a pass. Just kidding. Yeah, I'm gonna pass on the Destiny Dudes deep dive. All right, so we're still looking. You know, I do appreciate that none of these suggestions contain the word dig in it. So thank you for that. I don't know what to think about that. I'm going to ponder on. I'm also going to ponder on these names. You know, sometimes you got to hear something a couple times and and then it starts to come alive. So, all right. So we have some questions. We have two questions actually, which is a little underwhelming if I could be transparent with you. (laughs) Well, what that means is that half of everybody who listens sends in a question. Yes. That was a joke. I'm trying, I was trying to do the math. Yeah, don't mix math and jokes. So you're saying four people listen? That's what I'm saying. That's pretty good. You know, you've got two daughters and then these <laughs> other two people who are sending in questions. <laughs> All right, so the first one, it says, can the messages get any better? Yes, definitely. Question, question, exclamation, <laughs> question. I think not. That's what this person says. God bless you, dear person. This is Rich M, actually. Oh, the... Yeah, so oh. you know something's coming here. So is, this, is that the joke? No. Okay. That maybe... <laughs> no, actually, I think I think this one is a joke. I'm not sure, but I, I think it is. So the question is, is it true that when whales hang out together that their favorite pastime is listening to podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? I don't read it again. I might I might not have I might not have yeah, picked I, up on the n- nuance. I, okay. Is it true that when whales hang out together that their favorite pastime is listening to podcasts? Mm. Now, what he did here is POD is capitalized but then there's a, a hyphen and casts. So I'm not sure if he's trying to do some sort of wordplay. Rich, you're going to have to text in and explain this podcast to us. But I mean, you know, every every comedian doesn't knock it out of the park 100%. No, I'm, I'm, and I'm sure that if this is a joke, that when I understand it, I'm going to think it's really funny. So maybe we should answer it in case it's in case it's not a joke. Why don't you take this one? No. Is the answer. If it's not a joke. If it is a joke, Rich, I I can't wait to hear the punchline. So we got one more one more question. Okay. This comes all the way from Japan. Our great friend Bobby Sayer Missionary of the Month at Destiny Church. Missionary of the Month. Bobby asks, well, Bobby says, God seems to speak to the Gentile sailors through the casting of lots. Can God still speak this way? That's a really good question. That's a wonderful question. Real quick, those are the types of questions that we truly desire i mean and really any question so rich please keep sending in your questions but bobby 
thank you for that question as well. Yeah, that's the type of question that I would have, should have, maybe could have heard in advance and like actually thought about. But Well, this question is hot off the press. I literally got this question three minutes ago. Perfect. So what he's talking about is Jonah chapter 1 and verse 7 where it says that the sailors cast lot and the lot fell on Jonah and this was God's way of highlighting for the sailors what exactly was going on and Bobby's question is does God still speak that way is that is that what the question was can God still speak this way sure of course he can um yes absolutely he can and with that I'm going to read Proverbs 16:33 I have a note in my bible next to that verse in Jonah Proverbs 16:33 It says this the lot is cast into the lap but every decision is from the Lord The lot is cast into the lap but every decision is from the Lord And so again this is getting back to the issue that we were talking about earlier of God's sovereignty that God rules and reigns over everything that God is in control of the events of our lives. This is something that should give Christians a huge amount of peace. Imagine living in a world where God wasn't in control. Imagine living in a world when horrible things happen and you have no assurance whatsoever that your God has the power to turn that situation around or the power to work through that situation. That truly would be a horrible world to live in. But what the Bible teaches us is that God is over all, that he is sovereign. The other thing that's really wonderful that the Bible teaches us is that he is good. So because God is good and God is sovereign, I can know that the as we were talking about last week, the events of our lives are going to be worked out for our good and for God's glory. So this verse talking about the lot being cast into the lap and every decision from the Lord and Bobby's question, should we still seek to know God's will by casting lots? I will say this, when this verse in Proverbs was written in the Old Testament when the sailors were doing this in Jonah, the sailors knew nothing about God. They knew nothing about who he was, who his character was. And we know today so much more than the writer of Proverbs here. We know so much more about God and his plan and his will. And so what we as Christians need to do is we need to seek to know God's will through studying his word. We shouldn't spend our lives just casting lots for everything. We really should spend our time diving into God's word. And what does God's word say about this? God has revealed so much to us in his word. And so we need to make sure that we've done our due diligence on any big decision that we make by truly seeking out God's will 
through his word and also seeking godly counsel and wisdom from people we know who know his word well. So I would not make a big life decision. Who do I marry? This girl or that girl? I can't figure out. They're both great. I'm just going to roll the dice. What job should I take? What school should I put my children in? What church should I go to? I, I really wouldn't recommend making these kinds of big decisions when God has revealed so much to us in his word that we can truly study and find out for ourselves. Also, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us to lead us and to guide us, that God can speak to us directly. So I would take advantage of those things before I just cast lots or rolled the dice. That's really good. There was another speaker at the Thrive Conference. His name was, is Chad Veach. Chad Veach. He's a pastor out of Los Angeles. His church name is Zoe Church, which is really cool. Shout out to Zoe Bell, our sister-in-law. Anyways, the they did a young adults meeting and he was speaking at that, but they did kind of like a Q&A with him. And uh, someone asked him, how do you, really he was asking you, how, how, asking him, how do you hear God's voice? You know, what, what's your source of hearing God's voice? You got to make a lot of tough decisions all the time. And he said something that was really good that I ended up writing it down. He said, God speaks loudest and clearest through his word. So that just goes back to what you were saying, but really I think a lot of times we complicate things so much by trying to hear God's voice maybe getting a fresh word something new from God when really we just need to go back to the book that was written over 2000 years ago that has God's very words written for us so I thought that was good God speaks loudest and clearest through his word so you said, though, that God can still use the casting of lots. Sure, he could. But you would never do that. I don't think so. Um, I think that what the Christian life is about is a relationship with God. And so learning his voice, learning to hear from him, learning to, to hear his leading and direction— I think is a big part of what it means to be a Christian. And so if I shortchange that process in my life of waiting on God, waiting to hear him, searching the scriptures for answers, seeking out wisdom from people that I have relationship with, and that exchange is important too. I think I'm just missing out on, on so much of what God has for me, for the Christian, just developing who they are in life. So even if maybe you're in an elders meeting and y'all are praying, say it's like a four, four tie on a big decision, right? You wouldn't just grab the monopoly box and let it roll. No, we wouldn't. Um, in that scenario that you described, where four are for something and four are against something, we wouldn't move forward because 
part of what we really believe in. One of our core values as elders is unity. Psalms 133 says that beloved, it is good for brothers to dwell together in unity. It's good and pleasant. And pleasant. Yes. And so the end of that chapter talks about that that's where God commands his blessing. So having four elders for something, four elders against something, rolling the dice for the fifth, for the tiebreaker, and then moving forward on that decision, um, I, I just think that it wouldn't do well for unity and and uh, that I don't think God's blessing would be in that. I think God would rather us do the hard work of building unity and moving forward. Amen. Unified. Now, it is true that in Acts chapter 1, they did pick the 12th apostle to replace Judas by casting lots. Right. That they picked two good candidates and they couldn't decide between the two. And so they said, we'll just cast lots and let God decide. And that's really interesting. Hmm. Laugh break. I was gonna bring that up, but I'm like, it's not really helping out with this unity talk. No, and that is really interesting. And the commentaries that I've read on that uh, talk about how there's certain things in the Book of Acts that are prescriptive they're prescribing how we should live as christians and there's other things in the book of acts that are descriptive they're just describing the events that happen i think this one of the apostles casting lots for the 12th apostle to replace judas is one of those things that is descriptive it's just simply describing what they did but the thinking behind that is that jesus picked the first 11 and judas himself And so this was their way of saying, okay, Lord, we're letting you pick the replacement. We're letting you pick the 12th apostle. I see. Great. So that takes us to the halfway point of this series in the book of Jonah. We got three weeks left. You don't want to miss these three weeks. So we have some things coming up that we'd like to highlight. And the first one is growth track that is taking place this coming Sunday morning at 9 a.m. So if you, whether you're new to Destiny Church or if you've been here a while and you would like to become a member or you would like to find out more about our church, you would like to find out more of what we believe kind of a deeper dive than what we put on our website. This is a great class for you. It's four weeks long. And at the end of four weeks, you can decide if you would like to become a member of our church, start serving, which is one of the greatest ways to get plugged in and help build that community here at Destiny Church is by serving. So Growth Track, that's at 9 a.m. this coming Sunday. And Matt, you will be teaching that first session, correct? That's right. I teach the first session and uh, would love to see you if you're new to the church and are thinking about uh, becoming a member or want to get involved. 
want to use your gifts and talents to bless other people, come on out Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Looking forward to getting to meet you. And then the following day, Monday, September 9th, 2019, 9-9-19 at 6.30 p.m., we are having our men's fellowship now, is that what it's called? Men's Fellowship? Or yeah. is it Men's Fellowship Dinner? We're, we're having a Men's Fellowship Gathering. Gathering. Dinner. Dinner. It's just a time for the men of the church to get together, encourage one another, get to know each other better, build community, and uh, iron sharpening iron, man. That's what it's all about. Can we call it a hang? We're going to be hanging. There's some hangage. Are we going to eat anything at this gathering? Yeah, there's going to be some food, some hamburgers. Hamburgers. Some Angus beef angus beef yeah so come on out man we're gonna have a great time bring bring your sons if they're oh, yeah. not that young, young. and uh how invite some men from from uh work or family members or even uh men from the church that you know need to get connected and plugged in we're gonna have a wonderful time together next monday at 6 30 we'll how much how much is it it's free f-r-e-e free so come on out get yourself a Free 99 burger. Free 99? Free 99. What is that? Like, you know, something's like 3.99. Is that a thing? Free this ni- is free 99. Is free 99 a thing or did you make that up? I didn't make it up. Oh, you've heard it before? I have. From one person. Okay. Well, you and that one person have something cool going. When he said it, I had told him, I said, I'm going to steal that and I've been saving it. For such a time as this. Kairos. <laughs> so that's it. We also but, have a woman's gathering. Yeah, but that's like in a couple weeks. All right. So you'll have to tune in next week to hear about that. All that's right. right. Cliffhanger. Do we like sign off, make it official? So I'm signing off. Matt Bell. God bless you. See you on Sunday. Did, did you wait? Come back, Matt. Come back. Did you want to give us a tease for next Sunday? Yeah, next Sunday. Wow, you got here fast. Next Sunday, uh, we see what happens to Jonah after he got thrown into the water. Great. I'm Mark Bell, and this has been Destiny Midweek. Outro music. Outro music. Do you think we should actually get outro music? Or just keep having you say that. I don't know. I like the 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 intro music that you made. Okay. So maybe you could do something like that for the outro music. Okay. We'll see. Or you can make something. Yeah, we'll think about it. I haven't gotten any negative feedback on the on the music. No, people are probably just trying to figure out what in the world is going on. Right. Which Maybe means, they'll find out before us. Which means they're in the same boat as us. There you go. There you go. Great.